your 2023 NBA G League champs, the Delaware Bluecoats. Welcome back, everybody, to the Blue Coats Beat, man. And we talk about this all the time, the interview series. And boy, do we have a guest today. Not only are our young coats going on a 5-0 streak right now in first place, but we got a legend with us today to talk about all kinds of things. It's such a surprise, man. We've got mentor, developer, director of player personnel, and his ACs as head coach for the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters. We got sweet. Lou Dunbar, sweet Lou, man. Thank you so much for joining the program today. Hey, man, my pleasure. It's good to be here in Philly. Yeah, in Philly. And look, you said a little cold in Philly today, though, right? Yeah, I, listen, don't listen to Siri because she won't tell you the truth. It's freezing out there. Looks good, though. It looks good. Get used to this weather, Joe. You know what I mean? Hey, let me tell you something, man. It, it, last couple of days was pretty nice. Messed everybody up. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Before we get to anything, we got to let everybody know. We got to let the audience know some of these accolades and accomplishments before we get to some some good conversation here because we're going to have some laughs. going to be impressed. I'm telling you right now, Sweet Lou's one of the few to receive the Legends distinction presented to those who have made a major contribution to success and development of the Globetrotters. Average 26 and 12 again to lead Webster High School to the state championship as a senior, telling 49 points in the title game. I bet you didn't know that. Named Mr. Basketball of Louisiana, joining other stars such as Willis Reed, Bob Pettit, Melvin Hayes, and at 6'10, averaged 23 and 7 a game, was one of the first big men ever to play point guard at a major university. Also played forward and center for the Cougars, earning All American honors, and was inducted into the University of Houston Hall of Honor on November 15th of 08. Sweet Lou, that's a heck of a resume, man. Baby, go Cougs! <laughs> Did you miss anything there, Joe? Um, yeah, and he ate on 2006 in Edmonton. He ate 17 hot dogs in 12 minutes. <laughs> 17 hot dogs. You know, something wrong with Joe. Hey. Don't listen to Joe. <laughs> that's, you a, know. that's a lot of beef. Well, Tony, hey. you did miss one thing that happened to me with the Globetrotters. Um, I was, uh, my jersey, number 41, was retired. I'm the eighth player in Globetrotter history to have his number retired. My son is now on the team, and he's wearing that number. So when he retires, nobody else can be able to wear that number, number 41. Joe tried to wear it, but we couldn't let him do it. But, but Tony... Uh, Tony, uh, the thing that's not in, the, in in his resume is his heart. He's taught so many. He's had so many players, so many coaches, so many DJs, so many mascots, so many dunk squads, so many MCs and announcers and Lou trainers. Because of his background, he knew it at, at a high level. A lot of us was coming in without that for us. And he was always there to add some type of advice, some type of, hey, you know, I, I always say for me, Lou saved me because I thought I knew a lot. And I, I'm, I'm where I'm at today because I learned to do it with laughter. And, <laughs> and it's, it's because of Lou, like the, the whole world could be shaking and going crazy around you. And Lou would find some something in it to make you smile. And I think a lot of us didn't understand that times when he was coming at me. I thought it was in, in a mean sense. It was him really trying to get us to understand, no, this is what it's about. And I think at the top of his resume, when it's all said and done, it'll it'll say teacher. It'll, it really will. It really will say teacher. 
Thank you, Joseph. I, I need a couple Kleenex, man. I, I'm going to get sentimental. I love it, though, man. I love it. Yeah, well, you He's know, you, sometimes you don't get an opportunity to tell people. And, you know, we have a place in the world where you just got to start giving them their flowers, who's truly earned them. And, Lou, if if it was so many others on this call, they would say it because it is just it's warranted, man. And he know I love him and I thank him. And to be on this show right now, I'm just I'm just beyond grateful. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, brother. That's what we're here about. Come on, Tony. Shoot me. This is this is interesting because, you know, me and Coach Joe were talking before we had you on. And, and a lot of people don't know that you were drafted by the 76ers, right? 59th overall in 75, discovered right. by a scout. At Houston Rockets Summer League. That being said, how did your legacy with the Globetrotters begin some 43 years ago? Well, it's actually like 47 years ago Ooh. now. And, uh, well, I, I was in the Summer Pro League with the Houston Rockets when I started with the Globetrotters. A guy from the um, Globetrotters saw me playing the Summer League and he invited me to the Globetrotters camp. Actually, it was a tryout, a bunch of rookies, probably about 25 of us, and three of us made it, you know. And so um, what happened was I brought the ball up, and I was late for that camp. I had played in all-star game in Houston that night with Elvin Hayes and a bunch of other guys down there, John Lucas and all the guys down there. And so I came in late. I missed my flight. And so we was pl- playing. We going going up and down the court. I was bringing it up. I saw a guy under the basket. I hit him with a behind-the-back pass on the basket. He laid it up. Mel locked out. I've seen enough. So that was the end of that. And so we and three of us made it. Was invited back to the main camp. Myself, Bill Ray Harvey, and a guy from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Galen Baker. We called him Shaking Bay. The yep. three of us, the only three that made it. We're talking to Sweet Lou Dunbar of the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters. The the common misconception of the Globetrotters is it's just an act with no real basketball skills needed. And this couldn't be farther from the truth right can you speak on the requirements and and what you know people look for when it be you know when you want to become or you're scouting somebody to become a globetrotter basketball player we don't care if you can spin the ball on your nose or turn flip that has nothing to do with it we can teach you all that later if you don't have the basketball skills now we can't teach you that so that's this is not the uh, playground for that um you know and a lot of people don't realize a long time ago this was the only other playground for Afro-American players was the Harlem Globetrotters because there wasn't no room in the NBA. And Europe hadn't developed yet back in the day. If you didn't, couldn't get in the NBA, this was it, the Harlem Globetrotters. And they were real basketball players, man. That's how they got started. They were bomb stormers. They didn't start off doing comedy. They started off just playing anybody that came up in front of them. And they were beating their tails, too. You know, so that's how they got started. And then along the way, comedy came along, you know, they, because they used to play in uh, old places. They used to have them pot belly stoves, you know. So when you wasn't playing, you was over there warming your hands up near the pot belly stove. And one night, one of the guys' pants caught on fire on that pot belly stove. He ran across the floor. People just started cracking up. They don't know he was trying to save his stove, but he, they started cracking up. And so Abe said, well, man, we got something here. Let's, let's see what we can do. You know, so that's how the comedy is. Stuff got started, but they were bomb storming basketball. How does it feel, man, knowing that you was a point guard way before the Magic Johnson and things? Like that? What if they would have turned you loose? What would do you ever think about the what if of your career if they would allow that? I I do, Joe. I just said um, I just think they wasn't ready for me at that time. You know, nineteen. I got to Houston in seventy one. I was running the point in seventy two. You know, I guess five, four, five years later, they magic came along. Then they said, "Oh, here we go. Look what we got." You know, so you know, but you know, 
And that's a part of life. And a lot of people know me said that this was my calling to be a globe trotter. You know, I've always liked to have fun. And I, I never considered this a real job because I did what I love to do, which is play the game of basketball. I've seen the world a few times and put smiles on people's faces, man, make people happy. Who else can say they do that? A lot of people get up and go to work. I got to do this again today, you know. So I'm happy to be at work, man. You know, it's a true thrill, man. And you know, you've been out here with us before. You know how it's kids faces light up man if you did something you gave them a yes, sweat and t-shirt you know they faces light up you know it make you want to do it one more time baby that's all it is so true because lou and, and joe you know this i mean how many times we're on this program that's what we say we we love our jobs right i mean you know we love to do what we do when you love to do what you do you said it lou it's it's not work right it's you that's wake right. up every day and, and you you enjoy it and it's such a a, a great time and the game of basketball and entertainment has in the world has changed over a lot of years and the question i have to you and, and i know it's going to be a good one because i, I i'm impressed at how the heart of low charters not only have remained relevant but you continue to grow and sell out shows all over the world so not only have you you know stand the test of time you've actually elevated past that as well well, you know, um, for a long time, man, um, back in the day, a lot of people, we we lost a generation of kids, first of all, because they didn't know who the Globetrotters were, because we were at a, I should say, a standstill. We, we didn't, you know, you got to change with the time. I mean, you got to change with the time. And then once we started getting the lights and the glitter, you know, we're coming out to the lights and the hoorah, people started back coming to see the Harlem Globetrotters and wish, wish they should never... It's, it's, they're like Santa Claus, Tony. You know, they come around once a year and make people happy. Everybody should know who the Harlem Globetrotters yes. are. Time has time. The game has changed, and, and we try to change with the time. You know, we do uh, routines on the floor that's relevant to today. You know, back when I was playing, I used to be, lay, be down one end of the court and say, hey, I'm home alone. But back That was back in the day. You know, if I said that now, they say, well, you stay there. Home alone, nobody knows what I'm talking about. You know, so because it's a new day, we got to keep it. These guys got to keep it fresh. And that's what make a good showman, you know. Uh, I always tell these showmen, man, you know, when you come to the party, bring some with you. Don't, you know, don't live off the thing that I did, Mel Lock did, Geese, those, those guys, you know, bring some to the party, man, keep it fresh. And that's what they're doing. Um, you know, we got a guy, Hammer, man. He, he's very innovative. I love me coming with some all. He talks to Siri. Siri talks back to him, you know, but she's pretty good with him. She's not good with me. She's pretty good with him. <laughs> Siri left Sweet Lou hanging today, man. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about the, the showman, man, and – I, you know, to me, that's that's the creme de la creme when you get to be the showman. What what do you look for in a good showman? I've seen some great ones, and, and they just get better and better. What is it that says that guy's that showman? Because I ain't going to lie, Lou. I thought I should have been one. You are. You are. You just don't know it. <laughs> well, you know, but that people are different, man. You know, some people, right. I'm I'm pretty much the same. Wherever you catch me, I'm pretty much the same. I don't care. You know, you know Richard Pryor said, like, this guy dog died. He said, well, don't lean on it too much and I'm going to be chasing you again tomorrow. But we got to keep going. You know, that's part of life. You know, we got to keep going. But, you know, like I said, guys are different, man. I played with Mel Lock Lemon my first year. I played with Geese Osby my second year. And they were both different. You know, they weren't off the court. They were serious guys, man. You know, but once they hit the court, you said, man, they need to check them guys in. You know, so it's a little different, you know. But I'm 24-7. You, this is what you get when you get me. Yes. 
Yes. I mean, but you know, people are different. And, uh, you know, it's also, you have to have a passion. Yeah. You know, you know, people can do things and, and, but you can tell when somebody loves what they do and it's right. somebody else just trying to get paid. I got to pay these bills. You know? It's a pack. And <laughs> yeah. I, I know these guys, geese. Mel Lock was serious about what he did every night. And Mel Lock, did, he was doing this thing the time. And Geese Osby, you never knew what he was going to do. You know, I mean, he was, he, he was bonafide lunatic, but he was good. You know, and I took something from both of those guys and combined myself with them guys, man. And but I wasn't a Mel Log, them. I wasn't a Geese Oz. I was Sweet Lou, you know. And that's what you got to do. And that's what these young guys now. I tell them, you know, make your bring your own identity. I don't want you looking like me messing me up. Tony, he said twenty four seven, but don't forget we on the leap year. He don't yeah. care. He's still he's still <laughs> Sweet Lou even in the leap year, baby. He don't <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm so led by you say, don't mess me up, man. He don't want nobody taking his moves and not doing them right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry to Sweet Lou Dunbar, the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, man. He's on the blue coat to be giving us some fantastic wisdom here. And, you know, you're, you're the head of developing the new generation of these Globetrotters. You mentioned about them being unique, fun in their own way. What are other some challenges that these players maybe face now, you know, besides trying to find their own path? But it's tough out there, man, now. It's tough out there. You, I mean, you got to have your stuff together. Like the catfish told the trout. You better have your route picked out before you come down in these deep waters. And that's exactly what these guys do. But I, And a lot of them guys don't have it, man. They, they just don't have it yet, you know. But we were young, too. Um, you know, we were young, too. So, but just a little bit different now. I think it's getting a little bit tougher now. It was tough for us, but I think it's getting a little bit tough. There's, there's not that many opportunities out there for these guys. And uh, so I just think they got to buckle up. And, it, it's again, it gets back to that one word, passion. Hey, hey, Lou, you talk about that innovation, man. Talk about some of the innovations. Like that four-point shot, I think that just really – if they the NBA didn't adopt it, but sure enough, they shoot with it. <laughs> well, you know, in the big three, the big three got it in. Yeah, you know, and that's something that Globetrotters came up in in 2010, man. And uh, at, at that point, we were doing something like the uh, the big three. We had mats on different spots, but now we got the arc, just like the three point line. Uh, and man, you know, it's not an easy shot, but you know, like guy like Steph, uh, yeah, that would be his baby. And Dane, I'm sorry, excuse me, Dane. I mean, mean. Uh, I was gonna say, don't forget about Dame time. Sorry, Dane. It's Dame time. You know, I won't leave him out. You know, because those guys, man, uh, they're master. And uh, to shoot that shot, you have to be master. No, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it brings me to uh, on a serious question here because I'm I'm always curious because you know we always have debates. You know, no matter what age you are, about you know goats and greatest of all time and the way the game has really circulated. Um, in your eyes. Just as a, a basketball historian, like, you know, should it go by air? Should, you know, not even just talk about players, but should it be like at this point in time or at this point in time, you know, or should we generalize the whole thing? Man, it is. I think, well, it's hard to say because there have been so many great, you know, uh, even though I didn't play for the 76ers, I started off being a 76ers fan because Wilt was here, you know, and, you know, Hal Greer was here, you know, all these guys, Luke Jackson was here. I mean, when I was a kid, those guys, I looked at Philadelphia 76 And in every conversation you have about the GOAT, you got to put Wilt in. I don't care what you say, except for, you know, he wasn't the greatest dribbler, you know, everything else. And then when you see these guys coming up with these records and every time you see Will's name there, maybe three right. or four 
I'm sorry, maybe three or four times in that same list. Facts. It's it's a different thing, man. It's been so many great players, man. And Michael, LeBron, those guys, man. Then you got Steph, who's shooting from his garage, you know, to the Chase Center. So you got guys like that, man. And then, you know, we got so many people that you guys don't know, Tony, that you've never seen, you know. There's been so many guys come through here, man. Well, you know, Willis Reed, great. Great, a captain, you know what I mean? And then it's been so many, man. But I, I'm a firm believer, man, that every, like I'm saying, every time you put a conversation in that, we'll change the game. You're talking about changing the game? We'll make them widen the lane. Come on now. Come on, Tony, wake up. Uh, hey, listen, I'm trying, man. Like, I, again, I, I'm a nostalgia guy. I do. I, I like them all. I, I always say, I just wish I was able to watch Wilt play live. Like, you, cause you can't, you can't go by highlights. Like, I, I, <laughs> Right, you you gotta watch it live, and I I, I hate that me and Coach Shodozas, Lou. I, I've said all the time. I just I don't say goats. I just say that I've been blessed in my. I'm 45, right? So for me. I've been blessed to watch the prime skills of Kobe and AI yeah. and Michael and LeBron. I don't care who the goat is. I just I, I'm I'm watching it unfold in so many different eras, man. That, that's what's so great about it to me. Talk about that innovation. I tell people now. And I'm looking at the games and every NBA team do it. The dribble handoff. I said that ain't nothing but our hop slowed down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's all, that ain't nothing but the hops in slow motion, Lou. That's it. That's it, baby. That's it. And, you know, people people don't realize, Joe, when you say innovators of the game. One of the guys I told you about uh, that came in with me, the only three players, Bill Ray Hopper went to Dillard University. Bill Ray once said, he said, we don't follow trends. We set them. Facts. And, that, and, and, and that's exactly right. We set a lot of trends. Like the four-point shot, we set that. You know, and then believe it or not, back in the day, the dunk shot came from the globe trotter. You know, so, so I mean, the behind the back pass. You know, they used to always say, "Boy, showtime in Los Angeles." <laughs> always been showtime for the globe trotter. One thing they will not say: globe trotters don't take no days off. Oh no, 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 no! We got a busy schedule. I check your schedule. <laughs> we got a busy schedule, man. And and you, and you got to take your hat off to these guys to be able to do that so many days a week and do it at such a high level. And not just that, these young ladies we got out there doing the same thing. It's hard for these guys, but you know what it is for those ladies. But these ladies don't miss a beat, man. And that's that's what you call come back to that. Uh, got pride, dedication, you know, commitment, and that's what they're doing, Judge. That's a big commitment. Okay. Big commitment. And you know, I want to go back to one last thing, Lou, that you mentioned earlier because it was on my list, and I'm glad that you mentioned it. Uh, not only with your jersey being retired, but also that you know, Sweet Lou the Second, your son is the active member of the team, actually wearing it. You know what? You know to have that legacy come full circle. Uh, you know, with your blood, with your son. What does that mean to you as a leader in the organization? And obviously, as a father too, it's got to be the ultimate, you know, shining moment, correct? Oh, it is. It is, man. Uh, I'm. And it's something I never knew would happen. Kid could play. Kid could shoot the ball. He thought he'd get out and shoot me, but that wasn't the case. You know, we still debate, by the way. Still debate. But he got, he, but he got that dang range, you know, but, uh, and, you know, he got that kind of range. That, I didn't have that kind of range. He got that range, you know, but three point line, you know, and I, we didn't even have one. But that's where I was shooting from back in the day anyway. We didn't even have, one. but, uh, to see him out there, man, carrying on the legacy. And, but the most important thing,
thing about that is, Tony, if he's having a good time, it's, it's about him. It ain't about me no more. I'm done. You know, I'm still trying to read, read your email. I knew he had to throw something in there before we got out of here about my, my 17 font print. Hey, Lou, before we just let you go, man, let, let, talk about some of the, man, the Globetrotters have been on Gilligan's Island. The Globetrotters have been on Scooby-Doo. Talk about some of those moments, man, that you were out there living that. How, I mean, it's just, it's just surreal thinking about it. To tell people, man, I, uh, you know, I, on the love boat, I got lost on Gilligan Island. I was Mr. Coop, you know, <laughs> some of those things, man. And Joe, people don't realize, though, I'm a superhero. Yes. I don't tell nobody that, but I, you know, because they look at Spider-Man, they don't know who the kid is. That's me. I'm a superhero. They don't know who I am, Joe. You know, but, you know, we had two sets of cartoons, Tony. I don't know if you know this. And I was on the second set of cartoons. I was Gizmo Man. Pull stuff out of my hand. Whenever we need somebody to pull stuff out of my hand. He was so MacGyver. He was MacGyver. In the middle, hey Joe, we was in the Middle East one time, and we had to get a ride. So this guy on this cart and wagon picked us up and had to take us on this on, on to our destination. And once we landed there, we said, "How much we owe you?" And he said, "Well, we need three pigs, five chickens, and a goose." And so I reached in my throat and pulled them out. And then one of the guys said, "Sweet Lou, you better than travelers check." Coach Joe, this is fun, man. Like, is there is there any better thing that we get to do right now than this right here, man? Let me tell you something. Every day, it was a holiday, man. You hear people say that? Every day was a holiday. And no matter where you were, no matter what city, what hotel, what restaurant, Lou kept us that way. And I'm telling you, the Globetrotters, they're on tour right now. Um, They are just setting new trends, new fans, new kids, getting to know them. This generation getting to see who they are. And to be able to do this every day is amazing. Joe, you can pay me later, but I'm happy to be on this uh, podcast. And, uh, you know, I just want everybody to know, man, we're in the Philly area this weekend, man. Come out and have a good time. Put some smiles on your face. We make you forget your everyday frustration when you come see the Harlem Globe Trotter. You know, for two hours, you get fun and entertainment for the whole family. So come on out. You too, Tony. I, I got your ticket. You got, I, you know, I, I'm still trying to get some gear from Coach Joe, so you might be quicker. You might be quicker than Coach Joe. Ooh, 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 ooh. I had to come to Philly to get mine. At least it's just not me. Uh, Sweet Lou, man, listen, on behalf of the entire Blue Coats organization, Heat Ratio Sports, myself and Coach Joe, we want to thank you so much uh, for your time and your contribution today to the Blue Coats beat. And again, HarlemGlobetrotters.com. Huh, man, go on there and get your tickets, man, because I went as a kid, you know, well, talking to two guys who've, who've lived it, and it, it's not a better experience in the world, man. So thank you so much, sweet Lou. Man, thank you, Tony. And you too, Joe. Good to see you, baby. 